Euronet Plus Panorama is a weekly review of European news broadcast by our network of EU radio stations. Thanks for tuning in. This week, the President of the European Commission delivered her annual State of the Union speech to Parliament in Strasbourg. Unsurprisingly, the war in Ukraine and energy prices featured prominently. There may not have been any huge surprises in this year's State of the Union address, which took place on Wednesday, but this has not stopped it generating a reaction in all corners of the bloc. Lyubomir Yuchukov, a career diplomat and the director of Bulgaria's Economics and International Relations Institute, tells BNR how this year's speech differed from all those that came before. This time, the main focus of the President of the European Commission's annual address was unity in the EU. Its main goal was mobilization, all under the banner of Ukraine, the dominant theme, which changed the nature of the message. Unlike in previous years, this speech was not analytical or visionary. Her sights were not set decades or even years ahead. This speech had a very short timeline, within the current crisis. In other words, the speech was first and foremost about management, seeking concrete answers and solutions to conjuncture and the problems of the day. And secondly, it was an appeal that hoped to mobilize public opinion and strengthen the unity of EU member states. This was reflected in the main message, that with reforms and solidarity we will overcome the crisis. And in this case, the reforms were for the most part a set of concrete measures in response to the crisis. As Kyuchukov points out, Ursula von der Leyen opened her address with a focus on Ukraine. The Commission chief stressed that if we show solidarity, Putin will fail and Europe will prevail. And she promised that the EU was in it for the long haul. Europe's solidarity with Ukraine will remain unshakable. From day one on, Europe has stood at Ukraine's side with weapons, with funds, with hospitalities for refugees and with the toughest sanctions the world has ever seen. Indeed, just this week, members supported the fast-tracking of a further loan of 5 billion euros. MEP Sandra Kalniete from the centre-right EPP group emphasised to our colleagues at Latvia's radio just how much Ukraine needs this money. It is very important that the EU helps Ukraine to obtain such a loan because this money is very important for Ukraine's daily needs. And I'm not talking here about military needs, but about the day-to-day activities of the country, about assistance to citizens, about wages, as far as wages are paid in those parts of Ukraine where war is not going on. The money itself should be granted after a subsequent vote in October. Of course, the conflict in Ukraine is influencing EU policy in many areas. Defence, industry, trade, migration, foreign relations, and, it goes without saying, energy. On Wednesday, the Commission unveiled a proposal for an EU Council regulation providing for three key emergency measures to mitigate the impact of high electricity prices on households and businesses while preserving the benefits of the internal market and the level playing field. 
Among the measures are a 140 billion euro levy on those energy companies whose profits have soared during the energy crisis. This so-called solidarity contribution will be pumped back into the economy to support EU citizens and businesses. But in these times, it is wrong to receive extraordinary record revenues and profits benefiting from war and on the back of our consumers. In these times, profits must be shared and channeled to those who need it most. And therefore, our proposal also includes the fossil fuel electricity producers who have to give a crisis contribution. And overall, our proposal will raise more than 140 billion euros for member states to cushion the blow directly. The proposal also foresees a series of energy efficiency measures to reduce demand, with a target of a 10% drop in electricity consumption by the end of March, as Spanish member S. Radio Castilla y León reports. But in an interview with BNR, Martin Vladimirov, an energy expert from the Centre for the Study of Democracy, said that the imposition of a €180 per megawatt hour price cap on electricity producers that do not use natural gas and therefore produce electricity at lower cost was the most important reform to be tabled. In his view, this measure will play a key role in stabilising the electricity market. Crucially, this price cap is quite high, which means that investors in renewable energy sources will not be penalized for making relatively high profits over the last year. On the contrary, it is set high enough that investments that are necessary to overcome Europe's dependence on natural gas and coal in the coming decades will go ahead, and very profitably. The Commission is proposing a well-balanced approach that preserves the current market mechanism for determining the price of electricity. The ceiling applies both to contracts on the stock market and to bilateral transactions, so there will be no way of circumventing the Commission's rules. Vivian Lonella, head of the European Commission's representation in Estonia, agrees that this is a concrete measure that could make a tangible difference to consumers as she tells Cuckoo Radio. Currently, the electricity market is such that the end provider sets the price. We have all learned this the hard way, those times when demand is so strong that we must use gas. That is what drives the price up, because the price of gas is now unreasonably high due to Russia's manipulation of our gas market. What the Commission proposed today was that for all the renewable energy sources or nuclear energy sources, where the price is not really linked to the price of gas at all, we set a ceiling of 180 euros. Let's compare this 180 euros with the 4,000 euros we had in August. This is a huge difference. We are making a clear distinction so that electricity consumers do not have to pay a crazy price for electricity, which is produced for far less than the market price. In Luxembourg, reactions to the speech were mixed, explains our correspondent at public broadcaster 100.7. 
Von der Leyen hit just the right note, insists Liberal MEP Charles Goerns. Mrs. Von der Leyen knows how to give a speech. She found the right tone. She described the crisis mode the EU is in. She took stock of things, of what is being done, and the result is quite impressive. This does not mean to say that we will not have to face difficulties in the future. Meanwhile, Social Democrat Marc Angel feels that there was a social dimension missing from her speech. And Green MEP Tilly Metz criticizes her for being too vague on climate change. She looked back at the tough summer we have had. She welcomed the solidarity Europe showed in fighting fires, which was indeed positive. But she did not address the causes of those fires or of the drought and empty rivers. It was very important for her to talk about the causes of climate crisis and the drought. According to RTV Slow, Slovenian members were similarly muted in their praise. And Lithuanian EPP member Ludas Marjilis tells Ginu Radias that while some of the proposals currently on the table may seem new, they are not really. Why do I say that they are both new and not so new? Well, the issues of renewable energy sources and energy saving are part of the Green Deal, which was launched in 2019 and continues to evolve. On the one hand, this is a response to a changing situation, new challenges, prompted by Russia's unpredictable behavior around gas supplies and energy resources. On the other hand, the Repower EU program had already been approved back in March, and the European Parliament was already discussing how to fill gas stores. So, the issue of rising prices is just part of this series of considerations. This watershed moment in global politics calls for a rethink of our foreign policy agenda. This is the time to invest in the power of our democracies. This work begins with a core group of our like-minded partners, our friends in every single democratic nation on the globe. We see the world with the same eyes. We share the same values. And we should mobilize our collective power to shape global goods. That's true, says Belgian politician Isabelle Durand former Vice President of the European Parliament and former Secretary General of the United Nations Conference on Trade and Development. We certainly need to look outside the confines of our continent. But Durand is ambivalent about whether the EU is up to the challenges that lie ahead. She shares her thoughts with RTBF. I welcome her speech because I think she makes some very interesting and useful commitments. But is the EU up to the challenges? Well, yes and no. Yes, insofar as the commitments that define strategies are adequate on the issue of Ukraine, as well as on the climate and, of course, on energy. But beyond that, when it comes to implementing this strategy on a daily basis with the 27 member states, taking into account all its impacts, not only the intra-European ones, but also the extra-European 
European ones, because the EU is not alone in the world, I'm not sure that we are fully equipped to act to satisfy and respond to the needs of Europeans, while also taking into account the rest of the world. So yes, I think we are ready in some respects, but in many others, there is still a long way to go, and in this sense the question of solidarity and union, of uniting member states around joint strategies, will certainly be the battle of the months and years to come. And on that note, I'll sign off. Join us again next week for more insight into the news as reported from around the EU.